Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and as always, this is your host Tony with Nick. He delayed himself in. Sorry. But not only Nick, we have from the infamous podcast on on the digital soapbox with Soapbox J, Soapbox J. Hey, what what's going on, man? What up, I'm dude? excited, you know, to link up with the nerds in the city, you know, the geek from the suburbs. So yes, <laughs> I'm all in, man. That is true. How's everybody been this week? Good. It's been a lot of been, like, right. been pretty good. A lot of news and movies and topics going around everywhere. Always, always. And that's, that, I mean, it's, everything's got to keep on moving, one way or the other. And you know what has to keep on moving? Mm. Petty movements. So okay, we have to get into this right quick because this is one of the topics that just happened. So mm. James Cameron and his uh, uh, his group of illustrious people. Uh, decided that, you know what, they don't want the second place spot of the highest grossing movie worldwide. So they figured out, they found out that they only needed $7.5 million to take that number one spot. So what they did, knowing that Japan, uh, China's open theaters now recently, that they're going to re-release the theatrical release of Avatar. And in, over, in the course of a weekend, they've made that back and took that number one slot i like how you make it into like this like plot like james cameron is somewhere in the corner behind the huge chair with his hands like glass like i think i think so actually i, mean, I well, think that's exactly what he was doing right i think it just worked out in his yeah. favor to be honest because okay so i i was like curious i i curiosity always kills me so i'm like when i found out that this guy released i'm like okay why i mean because you could say it's petty but obviously there's got to be a on the paper justification right Mm-hmm. So I looked it up, and apparently they said that they were actually in talks of re-releasing it, more like a kind of like a, a reboot, a golden age of movies, stuff like that, back in March. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to come out in March as their kind of re-release, um, amongst other movies. So because they kind of closed the theaters down, they they had to like you know hold back. Yeah. So obviously people are starving for movies, and when they re-released it, people ate it up. Yes. But it's you can say it's a petty move, but if you think about it, if that's all it took to, to take the number one spot again, all they really got to do is re-release uh, Endgame. Endgame. They can. I mean, it was I, such yeah. a weird move to me. I was like, yeah, I, I just found out about that then. That, that's yeah. how they approached it. Yeah, because I was like, what was the driving force behind them releasing this decade, over a decade old now, right? Yeah, over a decade. At least, I think, yeah. 12, 13 it's, years now going on. Yeah. Yeah, I was so curious on what was the driving force behind them releasing, re-releasing, well, re-re-releasing this movie again. Triple re, triple releasing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, this movie's been released more than uh than than I can count at this point, and it's like yeah, sure, a decade later, let's do it. But I had no idea it was already in the cards. Yeah. I... The other thing with with that was that it's also a marketing play that they did because his um. Avatar 2 comes out in 2022. Okay. 3 comes out in 2024. And Part 4 comes out in 2026 to be announced so far. I, find, I always find that weird when people do those kind of moves. I mean, like, if you're going to, if you know from the minute you're going to make one that you want to make sequels, then why not, like, already start working on it? I hate when they just, like, well, are just going to wait, like, a decade and then release a sequel, like, Every decade that passes makes it more and more difficult to come out with a sequel because just to find the people that were there, the storyline, everything else, it's it's tricky. I mean, uh, I'm coming to America too. That's that was one of the trick. I think that was probably one of the trickiest movies to come out with to try to capture the original feeling is it's almost impossible. Thirty years yeah, later, yeah. yeah. Well, this is like twelve, but the same, <laughs> at the same time is that when Avatar the first one came out, mm-hmm. it was. The, the CGI and the and the cinematics. Yeah, it was uh, very new. It was new and it was beyond what currently was going on. The, what's the current standard? Yeah. Now he have, was like, have, "Have you seen that movie recently?" It it doesn't it doesn't age well at all it, at this point. Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Why did you say it doesn't age well? No, just the CGI of it doesn't really. Oh well, yeah. yes, uh, Compared, now we have more. Now we have more. So what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what his intention was, what I remember, is that when he's like the next iteration of Avatar 2 is going to be beyond whatever digital uh, enhancements we could do in a movie. 
So I'm like, what is beyond that? Like, are we going to be immersed into the movie at this point? Hey, and I'm he's, waiting for it. Yeah, and I know you're waiting I wanna, for it. I want to hurt when I walk out of a movie. He's like, <laughs> man, that fighting movie really got me. Like, Yo, <laughs> if that was the case, wouldn't it be funny to be like, yo, I hope this character doesn't get killed or stabbed. <laughs> I don't want to experience death. <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine? So, you know, because obviously they already have movies that they call uh, uh, like 4D, whatever. Yeah. That's usually when the movie theater itself has either vibration or it sprays with water, stuff like that, whatever, yeah. right? So I'm imagining, like, if they if he goes further, he goes 5G, right? So it's like whatever movie you watch, you are literally experiencing. That That will make you second-guess which movies you watch. I know. They have, like, you, have, like, you have to rent a bodysuit. Like, like, have- like Ready Player One. You have to rent the whole bodysuit. You have to run in on a track run no, the whole time. I have a bad back, man. I don't know if I need to see jerking around like that. <laughs> I just like yo. Can you imagine watching that and then watching something like uh, Never Back Down? Like man, like stay down. Like you're just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, just please don't get up. You are like you're cheering, you're for, cheering the, for the guy to lose to lose to fucking hurt. You know? <laughs> yeah, he was like the villain proved his point. It's okay. It's oh, okay. It's, it's okay to take an L once oh, in a while. Watch a horror movie. Like no. <laughs> well, I want I want Saw in five D. Oh my god. I want to experience that level of pain. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. Like, you walk up like this feeling like, is my arm really in the air? Is it really attached? You have like a phantom arm at this point. Like, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, so so I don't know how beyond he's going to go with his digital enhancements. <laughs> but it, it's just funny that they were they were in conversation like, oh, Endgame was the number one. And second behind was... was um, Avatar, but when I told Nick this, so Jay, we have to we have to put you on this. So we, when Nick, when I told Nick about this, he was like, you know what should Marvel do to be even pettier is to re-release Iron Man three. Take the worst movie, just yes, take the, take the, the worst, worst Marvel movie is to take the number one spot. Yes, Let's do it. Yeah, and then we should start I'm a petition: it. save Iron Man three oh, man. from the bottom oh, row. Oh my god! <laughs> Hashtag yes. Iron Man three. Sa- save the Mandarin. <laughs> Hashtag save the Mandarin. <laughs> That's that'd be so so petty. Like, oh really? Your little Avatar's gonna make money? Alright, cool. Yeah. We're gonna take the worst Yo. movie we have. <laughs> I, still be. I think that Marvel should just re-release everything that's in the top ten right now uh-huh. and like push it over the top. Yeah, because they got like four or five movies there. Yeah, they do. They they I think is uh, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, and I think uh, Winter Soldier. Mm. I think in the top. I think Iron Man three is the most uh, successful solo. Yeah, probably Marvel film. Yeah. But yeah, that would be funny if they if they just take their worst, just the worst like Thor, Dark World two. <laughs> but the only thing I think is funny is that isn't Avatar Disney now, right? It's Disney. Right? Yeah, I know. Like Disney is probably super excited about <laughs> just like, getting more money. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's like and, yeah, and that's the thing that that it's a war at the box office. I know. <laughs> like, we're still, either way. We're winning either way. <laughs> sibling rivalry over here. I know. Because <laughs> even in the top, it's like I think Star Wars is up there too, and they own those rights too. So yeah. they 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 clutch the top ten spot easy. But Bro, I think that they have like seven movies <laughs> in the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> Toy Story is up there. I think also for highest grossing almost. But yeah, so with with that, and that's what, what's one good thing about it is that uh, Marvel took it in stride, and they posted on a uh, Twitter on just congratulating James Cameron on taking that win. So, I saw it. It was kind of cool. It shows the Avengers Endgame logo dusting. Yes, and, and turning into Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> and Boss Logic did that. I thought he. I saw he oh, did, did that. I didn't nice. know it was a Marvel yeah. thing. That's funny. No, it it was Boss Logic, and I think uh, who was it? Uh, one of the Russo brothers retweeted that. So I was like, "That's a cool. That's a cool homage to be like, hey, James Cameron, congrats on taking the win." But I feel like in ten years or like five years, they're gonna be like, "We're gonna do a full feature of both movies back to back." And then that's just going to take everything. Yeah, what yeah, about yeah. if they're just trying to get him ready to, to, like, they want James Cameron to direct one of the movies? No, let's not do that. Like, Why not? Relax, oh. relax. You need to, you need to chill with that. Yeah. Let, him, yeah. let him do Namor, because he loves water. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> that I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm okay with. Yeah. Give him this simple, easy, give him an easy toss. Anymore. That's fine. Yeah, I want it's alley for him, man. Yeah. It'd be so funny to give, like, the most bizarre directors, like, Marvel movies. It's like... Like um uh 
Guillermo del Toro. Like, well, he did Blade originally, so yeah, I wanted him to do. The original, yeah. yeah, I wanted, I would want to see him do Ghost Rider. If I'm gonna see him oh, do he anything, would do it, he would do it justice. He would give, oh, he'll man. give Ghost Rider justice. No, but with Robbie Reyes. Ooh, I'd be down for that. Yeah, <laughs> listen, Marvel, if you listen to us, you gotta hire us three. We'll write it for you, <laughs> and we'll write it. and we'll get Guillermo del Toro <laughs> to direct it. Yeah, we can't afford Guillermo del Toro. We can't. Disney can't even afford Guillermo del Toro. I love Guillermo del Toro, but he's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he built a house for the last movie he made. That's what, yeah, bro. If he he built a whole listen, mansion. listen. If I he's saw making, that. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> you have, have to understand if it's Guillermo del Toro. And he and he has Disney pockets, yeah. Exactly. He could do what he's he's like. Yo, I'm gonna tear down a whole section of Georgia to create burn, this city. He's gonna burn down like the rainforest, <laughs> just and regrow it all over again with just different artificial plants. He's like you know, we could have done that digitally. No, we need it real. <laughs> People don't like CG. I know. He goes, I want I want practical effects everywhere. Yes. Oh my he's, god. He's gonna take the budget to like two point three trillion dollars for like a short film. I could see that. I could I, mean, I found it kinda of crazy that um they announced Avatar two, three, and four. Yeah. And then they, they started rumbling about five. It's like well yeah, you know, I wish you had the best success. <laughs> what if it what if it doesn't do well? It's I know. like what what's the plan? It's like go forward anyway? Yeah, I think I think I they, they have were you like, ever done a movie that that didn't do well? Who? James Cameron? Yeah. James Cameron? Every director's made a movie that didn't do one. No, I know, but can you, not, can not you that think I could, of them? I could think of one. <laughs> not, not that I could think of at the moment. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm like, that's Fair what, point. Because think about it, before that with Titanic, and I, that was number one. That was number one for a while. But yeah. Yeah. It's Titanic. You say it's, it's Titanic. It's, it's, it's a time traveler movie. You know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, 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 we will continue off of that. Okay, sir. So, all right, next topic, and oh. let's 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 see how you guys feel about it. No. CW just released the three actresses they cast for the Powerpuff live action TV show series. Uh, one of them is Cameron Devon, right? Um, Cameron, yeah, Cameron. Uh, the, she's from um, um, Agents of Shield. No, no, no. You think about you think about somebody else. Um. She is from. Sorry, Cameron. Oh, sorry, Dove Cameron. She is from uh, Descendants. Descendants. She's a Disney girl. Yeah. So she's from Descendants. Um. Then you have um one of my personal favorites because I watched Age of Shield. I love Age of Shield. Chloe Bennett. Yeah. So she was Daisy, or what was her? Sky. Sky. Uh, Quake. 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 Yes. All three of her yeah. were. That yeah. was her name. Um. She's from, you know, Age of Shield and more of an unknown, which was Yana uh what was how do you pronounce the last name? Perlette. Perlette, yeah. Yeah. So she's a Broadway singer. Um, and they're so um Dove is Bubbles, um, Chloe is Blossom, and Yana is uh Buttercup. But here's the thing, Dove has been on Shield. She was like, she had like a short, limited run for like six episodes. Really? Yes. I don't remember. So yeah, she I, I forgot who she. I think she played like somebody, some girl named Ruby or something like that. Well, but this is the interesting part. So I read the like storyline, the synopsis around mm-hmm. it, and um, it kind of reminds me of um, Umbrella Academy because they're older. They're in their twenties. This is they're yeah. not playing their original characters. As far as them being like little girls, they're, yeah, they're not like yeah. young little kids. There's powerful women. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but so basically, they're women. They're kind of upset with that. The everything that you know, they the whole situation took their childhood away. Yeah. So they weren't able to be children back in the day, and but the world now really needs them to take on that role, those roles. So they're kind of doing it more reluctantly. So that's what I'm saying. It kind of feels like a brother academy. Yeah. Especially. Jeez, that's dark. No, it's, it's gonna be like Riverdale. Well, actually, how they took the Archie yeah. comics and they just made Riverdale, which yeah, is like super dark. Into something. Well, <laughs> the first thing I always do when I look up shows like this, especially because you don't have a lot of material, is you look for the brains that are creating it to see where they go. So yeah. as as uh, CW, it, oh, I feel like it's always gonna be something a they little have, bit pretty with drama to it. Yeah. Um, but obviously Riverdale was a little dark, but uh, the writer, one of the, uh, it's written by the Diablo Cody. Mm-hmm. So she she's done a lot of like really in depth more, um, 
indie type movies, and so did the director Maggie Kelly. Is it Kylie? Yeah. Is her name? So it looks like they're gonna go with like you said, like a darker, more um, fleshed out like storyline. And that's and you know what it is that's the CW formula, is that they'll take any property, and mature it just enough to get the young adults, but also have that like teen drama or teen. Yeah, angst. very clean cut. Yeah, with a yeah drama. Drama to to attract the younger audience, anybody under eighteen, to to bring them. It's a little bit of every, a little bit. So of they could grow problems. into that, and then you have the nostalgia just calling the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I mean, and it just. Uh. Well, I just don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, first off, I want to know. I, I have two questions. Like, yes. are they gonna have fingers and toes? Like, I want stubs. <laughs> you, you want stubs? I, want, I, I want stubs. <laughs> yeah, I want them fighting with stubs. They didn't grow fingers. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> just too much for me. I just want to um, know. Is oh, I'm sorry. I didn't cut you off. No, no, no. I, I'm just curious on who who asked for this. Like, is my thing. Like, I hate to be the cynic, but this no. is just a weird twist man it's a, but it's a like, formula though if you think about it it's, the, it's, it's a formula for the last yeah. 10 years you take something with no, a you're, little you're bit of fan right. base and then just make yeah. it make it to your own story yeah because what it is is a lot of the people that grew up with powerpuff girls are already in their mid-20s pretty much you wouldn't say is probably yeah. like 15 either going into the 20s you think it only came out i mean it came out like 15 years ago that's what I'm saying. Right? Well, so if there were 10 so they're the mid-20s early 20s they're in the 20s let's put it like that Journal 20. 20s, early 30s, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So you have, you're already to that point that the people at that age already have nostalgic about anything they grew up with. So now you bring that up. And I think what are they doing? They're testing the waters with this. So hear me out. So if this is successful, mm-hmm. no lie, they're going to go into Cartoon Network and pull a lot of like Dexters. They're going to have a Dexter that he's, he's grown up as a kid. He's going to be a, he's going to be a scientist. I want to see. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see cow and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> a live action cow and chicken. I want to see a live depiction of cow and chicken. Make it serious. Yeah. I want to see a serious uh, CW show spin on He-Man. Wow. <laughs> I want to see that. They're gonna, they'll ruin it. No, no. That, that I can see that as a CW series. So much. So like, like kind of like, remember when they, they did a Teen Wolf? Yeah. Like that. I can see that. Well, this... The CW formula is that it's always the first two seasons are always good. Yeah, and after <laughs> and then that, it falls apart. And then it falls apart. You, yeah. The only one that holds a little bit up to is Flash. Flash, I think, is the only one that they they were consistent in how they even though it's rinse, even though all their seasons are rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I felt that their track record is way better than all the other CW, DC ones, but uh, the other ones that I've shown like. Mm-hmm. Riverdale, I think I saw like one episode, maybe. I just think, I think I the like, initial idea is always good. It's just don't know what to do with it after that because I love the Arrow, and you know, like I said, I like the Flash too. But then they started just just focusing on this crossover episodes over and over again. I'm like, okay, but each show yeah, is good individually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my problem is I can't yeah. watch like if I'm not watching a show and you tell me there's a crossover in that show, I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna go watch that show from the beginning to, to catch up to that part. You're I, a completist. Yes, like me. I can't help it. <laughs> I've told them that. Yeah, like, nah, just, I can't either. I'm like, oh, just watch like two, three episodes prior, and they'll just talk about it. Or if not, don't even just watch the crossovers I, it's and you're good. That. It's just no, I like to pick up on every little nuance, every little side joke, every little kind of because if they do something that I don't know what's going on, I'm gonna do the research. Yeah. So I might as well just do the do the catch up. And, and I've done that. And, and what's what I hate about the crossovers mm-hmm. is that. Once it happens, the following episode for each individual show, mm. they continue with the original story story yeah, like it never happened. and like it never happened. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'm like, have some consequences and move forward after the story. Just yeah, like, like, like yeah. have them at least talk about it. Like, damn, somebody died. Like, yeah, nah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Fine. It wasn't in our series. I know. I, I, I want to oh, go to yeah, Jitters and have deal. my coffee. Yeah, that's, that's oh, all they want to do. But I'm. I'm uh, for Powerpuff Girls, it's like I'm. I think I'm more curious than actually in, in like in, want to see this, yeah. but I want to see. Yeah, I want to see them do like. I mean, I've watched Powerpuff Girls yeah. back in the day. I wasn't a kid, but I I, I watched it, and I want to see them revisit characters like uh, Fuzzy Lumpkin and yeah. him and Mojo Jojo in the live action series. Because if yeah. not, then I'm just gonna be pissed. I want to see him. You know, like, I want to see what they yeah. do with him. Mojo Jojo. No. Oh him. him? Oh him. 
Yeah, uh, no, the character him. Yeah, he's yeah. basically the devil with with lobster claws or something. Yeah. So like, and he's <laughs> always speaks in such a like a weird yeah like fishnets <laughs> high heels like he's the most bizarre character. I feel like I can see him so in Manhattan weird. right now like. <laughs> He's, he's yeah, a, and he did talk. He had this high pitch, high yes. pitch calm voice, like "Hello." With a, with a, <laughs> with a, with a like a what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was saying. It was the most bizarre, interesting character ever, and I'm just like, I want to see how they bring that to life. Oh man, now, I want to see Fuzzy Lumpkins with his meat gun, where he <laughs> shoots things and they turn to pieces of meat. I want to see that happen. Yeah, you want you want all the original arch nemesis to come through. Well, yes. especially especially Mojo Jojo because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see them try to do Mojo Jojo justice. <laughs> yes, justice. And I want I need him to talk the same. Yes, I don't need him to like grow beyond. Oh, that was stupid when I used to do that. I don't want to know. You know, hold true to that character. Give respect know? to that character. Put respect <laughs> on his name. Exactly. Like, he, he was always, <laughs> So this grown man in a monkey basically costume walking around with a cape. Yes. And his brain that hanging was out. Great. Yeah. His brain hanging out. Yeah. yeah. His brain sticking out of the glass bowl. The worst thing they could do with that is mm-hmm. just if it would, they put it out as like new, newspaper articles about how what they did when they were younger. So they uh-huh. have a whole new cast and then like a whole new rogue of villains. That would suck. No. They should. Don't do that. And, and you could do a whole new rogue, but you got to pay homage to the original. Like, let's say he, they go to a jail and they visit them or like what I like the Batman Beyond where. You can see where the original rogue villains inspired the new villains. Yes. So instead of the Joker, yes. it was the Joker yes. gang. Yeah. Yeah. So that that'd be fine, but you gotta pay homage to the original. Mojo gang. Jojo Mafia. Yeah, pretty much. Like let's say Mo- <laughs> actually, you know what would be cool if Mojo Jojo became like a legit businessman. Oh man. Started a, like a whole uh, empire. He's like a conglomerate. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Like a Lex Luthor. Mojo, <laughs> Mojo Corpse. <Yeah>. Mojo Corpse. <laughs> like they reluctantly always have to come to him for help, like type of thing. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, you guys come to him for my help. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just curious. I'll, I'll check it out because out of sheer curiosity, oh, but yeah. I'm not expecting much. But I do, I really it's... do think that this is going to lead into more the cartoons coming into live action series mm-hmm. of of nostalgic with like oh i just thought of coach the carolee dog i'm sorry yes <laughs> ah, man i just rewatched the entire series because i i saw this youtube video where the guy actually made a great point about how psychologically speaking the show was actually really poignant yeah. like kind of like, like the way he broke down every episode i was like wow so i started watching the entire series from beginning to end um i literally had i literally paid for a whole uh, access to boomerang just to watch the whole just thing. to watch the whole thing yeah i paid it for a month and i watched the whole thing that's that's the way to do it. I'm dedicated. Courage man. was a good show. I, I I liked it. I like Courage actually. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Like because uh, you know what yeah. it was. I liked about him is that he was always afraid of everything, but that never stopped him from running like head deep into it. Oh, have that old lady too. You have yeah. to give that old lady justice. <laughs> no. Or or Eustace. <laughs> Eustace. Yeah. I forgot their names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you know which one I would want to see, uh-huh. and this would be a great if they want to do like an, a dark version, Samurai mm-hmm. Jack. That's already a dark version. Yeah, no, but darker. <laughs> dark. Like I want HBO Max dark. <laughs> I want Zack Snyder to direct it. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I want Zack Snyder to direct like a baby shower. I want to see what that looks like. A baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> like make a like a like home yeah. videos of a baby shower. Just yeah, like, no, no. Just you wouldn't be, think they're eating babies. No, like. no. Just do like Barney, but like the Snyder cut. Just re- actual purple tyrannosaurus. Yeah. He goes, I want to CG everything. What What was it? What about if I told you that I think that movie exists? What? The Dark Barney. A Dark Barney? Yes. Dark With, Barney, uh, really? Is it Edward Norton? Yeah, I think it's Edward Norton. The, the, um, um, Darnie, I can't remember. It's with a bunch of great actors, and it was a, a, about, about a guy who does kids' videos, and he dresses up like a, like a dragon. It was Edward Norton's in it, yeah. It was uh, Edward Norton, Danny DeVito. I need to look this up. Look it up while while we talk about this. So Edward Norton, yeah, in a dinosaur outfit, yeah, eating that. kids. No, but oh, like, <laughs> it was okay, no, but it was I'm dark. Not, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> I know, I'm out. I said I didn't want to watch uh, it. If not Edward Norton wearing a T Rex mask <laughs> eating kids, I don't want to. I'm not even gonna entertain it. No, nope. <laughs> just give me the the HBO Max Snyder cut of Barney. That's it. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But I'm telling you, it is it was what's a, what's another what's another property we could give Snake Snyder to destroy? Power Rangers. You know what they should do? The I was reboot. gonna say Power Rangers. I was gonna say Power Rangers. Oh, Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, I've I've seen that movie. Yeah, I remember. A long, long time ago. I remember watching it it's, once. It's all a blur. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good movie. And it was dark. Like it was really dark because it was with uh, Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. yeah, I remember now. <laughs> So, um, what were we saying? Though, what was the other movie? Uh, it was uh, uh, Power Rangers because uh, they're remaking it. We talked about it, but yeah, we should have we should do a petition to Snyder Snyder to do that to direct the whole Power Rangers. <laughs> just give him just random properties, bro. That would be awesome. Then I want to give... who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh no! You know what? <laughs> no, I don't have, think have... that's gonna play well at all. No, we have to give him <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be. It's like I just want to see a train wreck. That's yeah. all. Uh, you know what? Oh I my god! Just do like a Snyder's name in with anything. Oh my god! What was it? The the uh, the Kermit Kermit the Frog. What about him? And like his rogue people just uh says. Oh no! What is it? Kermit Piggy, a Zack Snyder movie, of, of the Muppets. <laughs> really? <laughs> I want to do. I want to give. I want to give like directors that that have like a specific type of movie and give them the complete opposite movie from what they're like. You know used what? To. We're going to have Jay. I'm going to call in now. We're going to have Jay in a couple weeks come uh-huh. back in, and we're going to do another recording of five directors with five movies you want them to remake. Complete opposite genres oh. of what they do. Like to just make it interesting. I'm just to make down. it interesting. Just to be like, yo. All right. Yo, so we're going to link that up. We're mm-hmm. going to put that on paper. And a few weeks from now, we're going to have our top five directors mm-hmm. or five directors that you want to see in an obscure movie that they, they should remake. So the movie has to exist already, yeah, and has to be completely opposite of their genre. Real okay. quick, real the, quick though, this one's supposed to right right now. Oh, you gonna put your one? I in just want to throw one in there real quick. <laughs> um, the guy who does uh, um the Marvel uh Iron Man movies, um, Happy, uh, John John Favreau, John Favreau, right? Because he's always very upbeat, very action, very clean cut, right? But ultimately, very wholesome, good movies, right? Yeah. Like do like n- n- um Nicario, whatever it's called, like the like. Do one of those super dark drug movies. Like Sicario? Sicario, that's what it was. <laughs> there you go. I want him to make a Sicario. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the one? No, I wouldn't want him to do, I want him to do like, uh, uh, what was the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal with the rabbit? J- uh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, that's one of my favorites too. It's um, Donnie uh, Darko. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko yeah. Directed <laughs> by John Favreau. Written and directed by John Favreau. <laughs> you know what? Written, direct, oh, written, direct, and starring mm-hmm. John Favreau. Boom! He could play the dad. No, he no, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna play Donnie Darko as a as a. No, he's, gonna he's, gonna he's gonna be. He's uh, gonna get him in the suit. Yeah, down. He's gonna be the bunny. <laughs> all right, so we're we're pinning it down, guys. You have to come back in a few weeks. We're gonna have all three of us with five directors and five movies to in, back to completely against their genre. Completely against their genre to redirect. Yes, uh, uh, I already have so many ideas swimming in my head. Right now. Night, right? Oh time. my god, it's gonna get uh, so good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get into our final topic. All right, so um, was it September of last year? Uh, Microsoft announced that they were in the process of acquiring Bethesda as one of their gaming uh, publishing companies. And what it, what it was is that it was all talk. We wasn't sure because they were in the in the process of in buying WB Interactive, which was like NetherRealm. Uh, Rockstar, and that didn't fall through because AT and T was like, "We're not selling." So now, finally, this past week, it's been announced that Microsoft bought Bethesda for seven point five billion dollars. So this includes a lot of titles like Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout, Starfield, uh, Dishonored, Doom, Doom, yeah, Doom, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, Prey. Oh There's yeah, a lot. that's a lot. That's that's a lot of triple a game in their arsenal that microsoft has to load on to their people that don't own that own xboxes which is like what 10 people right now in in the whole universe with the xbox one series no just kidding so there's a lot person that has it oh you have one you know one person i know one person do they regret it nah he's a big microsoft fan so you know he's happy with it He's happy. Is it? Whoa. Did he? Was he one of the people that I know? Two friends that bought it for Halo, hoping Halo was going to come on day one release, and they were oh, so disappointed. I don't, I don't think so. 
that yeah that that was a that that yeah how do you release a system without halo without your with your like, your, your without your flagship title for yeah real. and it has a, and it's still tbd that's the craziest thing we're in march and they still haven't determined a date for release I think it's coming this year. No, it's it coming this. Should come this year. They announced that they're gonna do a BR, so like Battle Royale, like Call of Duty, Fortnite. They're gonna come out their own version. I don't know if it's gonna be free or part of the Game Pass. Yeah, the uh, the what's it called? The the online is gonna be free. They said, uh, the the game is open world from. Sorry, the the game is open world. Yeah. And um, I don't. I'm I'm just like curious on like why they would go for an open world Halo when they have Destiny right now. Yeah. Just, I don't know. They got to do something from the ground up. I wasn't impressed from what I saw with the, 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 the overall uh, presentation. Yeah, no, they, it was very lackluster. I mean, Halo for me obviously was like what started, kind of started with a lot of the stuff that we do now. Um, you know, in regards to like fighting in that open world. Because I used to literally used to have Halo parties all the time Yeah, back in the day. But now, like you said, there's Destiny and there's uh, Call of Duty, stuff like that. So, like, I feel like Halo's not going to, re- gonna like, it's almost like saying, like, we're going to release Doom. Like, I don't just... It's not gonna. I don't feel like it's gonna match up. It, the thing is, that they 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 already have a hard, strong uh, fan fan base for Halo because they have like Halo huge events, yeah. like the Halo Experience events. So they already ha- they know that they have the fan base. So now they're like, we need to capitalize on that because now a lot of people are going to other like going pushing to PS Five because of whatever mm-hmm. hardware they do, and a lot of people were like, we're waiting for. There was people waiting for the release date mm-hmm. of what Halo was gonna come out. And it didn't. So they're disappointed. And we're going out from there. So that's what they... I think buying Bethesda is going to secure them that they're going to get more uh, people buying Xboxes. Because now they have this opportunity to have either... Because they need to recoup all that money. So they have to either be able to do limited releases or limited exclusives to only their... Or of only official exclusives to their xbox uh, uh like library of games because i know that they're going to release yeah. all they're going to be able to See, release all their all everything that bethesda has and they could be like oh you could no, buy I, off the game pass you can get it i guess let's go I, I mean i understand where you're coming from with it but i'm just I, in my head i'm like because i guess because for me halo is such an old system or an old game and i know it has a fan base but i think they would make more money or me i'm just guessing that they because let's say they charge 60 dollars for the game but that's obviously making whatever they can literally charge Forty dollars for a Destiny expansion Halo pack, yeah, and still recoup more money than that for not having to produce the actual game. I don't, know. and this is coming from somebody who doesn't play my video games ever. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, yeah, um, it's it's this acquisition is 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 big. It's kind of crazy. I'm a big Bethesda fan, uh, and like I was definitely on playstation side if i was going to get a new system a new console today yeah but uh this kind of like we're not going to see the direct effect of it right this second because right now there's still two bethesda games coming out and they're going to be limited time releases for the playstation 5 and i'm talking about deathloop and uh ghostwire tokyo yeah and uh deathloop is made by arcane studio who made the dishonored series and prey so that's a big title so i think that they have to wait a year after release before that comes to Xbox and Ghostwire Tokyo, that's made by Tango Studios that did The Evil Within, and again another year between the release. So, there, Bethesda's still caught up in contracts right now. Oh yeah. So as far as what are we gonna see for for this, I'm not sure just yet. Like uh, it's big, but like when is this gonna pay off? I'm pretty sure it's gonna pay off in the future. Yeah. Like with uh, Starfield. Yeah. That that. That's a big question mark for me. I don't know what they're going to do with that game. I know. And and that's the th- one thing that's immediate now is that they're able to um, release all their previous content or previous games onto the Game Pass uh, library. So people that never owned the yeah. game or they'd be like, you know, I want to replay that game because my old system doesn't have it. They're like, I could just buy an Xbox, pay whatever it is a month for the Game Pass. And just replay those games because a lot of the, a few of those games, like Fallout games, have great replayability value. So yeah. they they're able to that. I think that's a, that would be their immediate um, kind of win if we're gonna look at it that way. But and honestly, I I don't see them 
fully taking advantage of it until like five years from now when when a yeah, lot yeah. a lot of their content and a lot of their their um contracts they have with either steam and ps5 or playstation completely exhaust itself and they won't be able yeah. to do anything to those exhaust and then they can either renew and you know they're going to do the most lucrative moves so they're like if we can't get people to jump on board to our hardware let's provide the software at a at probably a year later like how you said like they have contracts with for playstation for a year with like death loop before they go to xbox so they could be like xbox would be like oh we have a two-year exclusivity when this games comes out and after that they could go to playstation so people I, I think that's yeah i actually said that when i talked about it on on a podcast a little bit i think that what's going to happen is they're going to try to maximize profit but it's going to be microsoft first yes that's so like let's let's talk about starfield and elder scrolls 6 whenever that comes they're not they're going to release it exclusively for pc and xbox series x and s i think after two three years you'll see those games go to playstation 5 after they've got all the money they could possibly get out of that yeah after they exhausted everything yeah and it's still an enticing deal to stay with on the xbox or or on pc because it's offered with Game Pass, yeah. And the second, like, like, like Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, the second that those become, you know, multi-platform, they're gonna throw them on Game Pass. Oh, in so, a heartbeat. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's, they're it's gonna like, count like, that I, day I, down. I, they're gonna have a, co- a yeah, clock yeah, on. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be talking about hey, coming to Xbox soon. When the, and the thing is that the, what they could play games with some of these things. They could they could release games with PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and just hold back content yeah. like DLC. Oh yes. They've done it before. Yeah, they've they, done it before. They Remember? could literally come Fall- out What was it? Yeah, Fallout 3 did it. Yeah. You had to wait over a year to get all the DC for the uh, the PS3. Yes. So, yeah, like that... there's they can put themselves in in situations that makes them look better. Yeah, to so the player. And what else what, what adding on to that which is great is that they could release a game multi-platform but if you have an Xbox, you have a day one exclusive, which is like an immediate DLC to get that will not probably will never be released for PlayStation 5. But in the future, they'll yeah, have they'll... their DLCs next and then PlayStation 5 will come follow, follow like a few months after or whatever, depending on the structure that they have. And, 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 and peep this. This is, this is how they're going to do things. When it releases for PS5, you're going to be buying it for top dollar. Oh yeah, it's going to be seventy dollars, twenty dollars per per uh, DLC. However, they do it now, it's not going to be like on PlayStation. Not only does it come free with uh, Game Pass, well, not free, but you're paying for it. But you can yeah. get it with Game Pass for not paying any extra. But at that point, you could actually, um, <laughs> you know, like charge them top dollar on the PS5 for everything. Yeah. So it's like you're definitely going to maximize profit at that point. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, you could get it for discount if you own the Xbox. Instead of yeah, seventy, you get it for fifty. Sense. Or half off on DLCs, anything coming after that. Yeah, these are games that I was planning on getting anyway. So it's yeah. like at, when I don't have Game Pass at the moment, but like when these games start coming out, I probably will. Yeah. Mm, just makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. So I think this is a smart move for Microsoft because we're only talking. That's the craziest thing is that we're only talking games that are already in the pipeline to be released soon within the next year or two. Theoretically, these like are people, and yeah, yeah it, these are people who are. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. These no, are no. people that were bought the PS5 and just knowing that these games were going to come out for the system. Yes, and now they they might not be. Their 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 uh, future is in question. Yeah. So that that's true, yeah. and then you don't even know what else Bethesda has in mind to come out with a new game because now that that now they have Microsoft money, like next. Yeah, yes. Man. So now that they have yeah, that, like they have Microsoft money. They could be like, now we could get better engineers, better game developers, people that, and and a lot of this thing was because, and I feel like this came up, or this caused moving forward. Other than losing the deal with uh, WB Interactive, is that with their with Xbox Experience show that they did a few months back, a lot of people thought it was lackluster because a lot of their indie games. We're just like, they're okay. They didn't appeal to the masses to be like, we want this game to be pushed. So they were like, we need to get somebody that de- that knows AAA games and that could deliver 
AAA games because Microsoft's smaller smaller studios were were enticing the public like they hoped they would when they did the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like indie games are good, but that's not going to sell systems. Yeah. No. Like the, the these these AAA games, you you tell people the next Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusively on the Xbox and that's it. PC, and people are going to all bets are off at that point. <laughs> And, and 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 like they could also like Microsoft owns Obsidian. I know people yeah. have seen this online, but uh, they own Obsidian now. Who developed micro? Uh, who developed the uh, what is it? I can't think of the name right now. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yes. So now they own Obsidian and they own uh, Zenimax, which owns Fallout. You could yeah. actually make a sequel to New Vegas now, and this oh, yeah. is regarded as their best game. They can act, They can fool people around. This is their chessboard at this point. Yeah. So, like, I don't think people are seeing how big this is for them. Yeah, Microsoft is becoming like the Disney for video games right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Soon, soon, soon. I think if they if they uh, acquire they're... if they acquire acquire anything from Warner Warner Brothers Interactive individual like Rocksteady, then you have a GTA game that will be exclusive mm. to, to to Xbox. Imagine that. That's it. I mean, how much is gonna... Rockstar worth? I mean, I don't know if Rockstar would sell. They're big. But re- remember, remember, <laughs> but if GTA Five came out like what yeah. almost ten years ago, and they're just re-releasing it every year, mm-hmm. just because of the online factor that people could just buy game, buy online merch or microtransactions in it. So- that game is two generations old. Yeah, and it just released on the PS5, bro. Do you really think they're gonna, they're gonna to push the like exclusivity of it? Because I'm thinking to myself, like they can do that and may probably make some money, but they can also make more money if they license it out to. Yeah, no, no, but that, that's the best part about it because it could be like you know what I'm dropping like Elder Scrolls Six. It's exclusive to Xbox for the next year, so everybody that wants to play, everybody that's a, like a gamer that loves that game, they're like, I want to play it on day one. I don't want to wait a yeah. year if they have PS5. So they're going to push them to buy it on Xbox. So they already have money coming from the Xbox. And they'd be like, oh, you could buy it. But uh, to get a lot of online features, you need to get the Game Pass. So now they're they're hooked on the hardware. Now they're hooked on the su- subscription. Then they buy the game. So somebody's already in, let's say, 700 bucks to play one game that they just really want. And people will do that. I believe it. Instead yeah, of waiting like a year. People, get, people get lo- so loyal with things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be crazy to see what what goes forward from this. It's gonna be insane. Curious to see how this pans out, man. I, I I'm 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 a fan of these things when it when these mergers and stuff happen. I'm like yeah. a geek when it comes to this. <laughs> oh yes, like competition is so good for the industry. Yeah. It's like I don't need either of these companies getting lax. I'm I'm not enjoying seeing Microsoft get rolled on, and yes. not because I'm a Microsoft fanboy or anything, but it's because like I need like. At this point, Sony could become extremely laxed, yeah, and not push out the content that they've been pushing out. They've they've released arguably some of the best games that have been released in, on a Sony platform within the last two three years. Oh yeah. So I I need them to continue with that line of quality, and with them obtaining Bethesda, they're also pushing like Bethesda doesn't have Microsoft money. Their games usually come out broken. Yeah. Like maybe with that money that won't happen. Yeah, cuz a lot of them they, so. they they get their they get better after like a year worth of patches. Mm-hmm. Easy. That's yeah, what happened never, with uh never play a Bethesda game on day 1. Yeah, like never do it. what was it Fallout 76 when it came out was so bad <laughs> that I didn't even I I think I returned it and then a year almost like a year and a half later people were like, "Yo, the game is pretty decent now after all the patches that they went through and everything." So I was like all right, so I, I I see what you guys are saying with that. So let's see where it goes. Yeah, it's crazy that you buy a game and you have to wait over a year for it to become playable, like No Man's Skies, and maybe hopefully one uh, day Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, don't will be playable. I don't talk about No Man's Sky. <laughs> well, you played it for like a hundred hours. I pl- I played it on day. I got it on day one. I got because I was like when when they were talking about the, like E three and all that. I was like, I'm getting this game. I bought it. And I was like, all right, it's not what I expected, but let me play it. And then I got to the center of the universe and I found out all they do is they send you right back to the end, back to the back of the universe that you just restarted. (laughs) 
Yeah, the, yeah, the game just ends. Yeah, the game it repeats itself. It's almost like uh, <laughs> Ghouls and Goblin. You know how Ghouls and Goblin, if you beat the game on the uh, Nintendo, you have to do it over again. You have to do it yeah. over again. That's all it is. But you still have your ship, but you don't have none of your equipment that you have, all the materials. So you have to re scour materials. And I was like, fuck this game. Oof. And then I, I sold it. And now I read about it. I was like, yo, all the patches that they did is like, a, it's still the same game concept. But all the patches they did, you could do three-person view. You could actually see people on this one. Because in the original, you didn't see people on the same planet. You could never see people if they're on the same planet. Well, same. like, people were looking for ghosts on the planet, like, to see each other, right? Yeah, so people, there was, yeah. there was when it first came out, there was two friends that took three months to find a planet that they could both see each other. Not see each other. So he would destroy a tree, and his friend would see the tree being destroyed. So he's like, oh, you're with me in the same planet. Took them three <laughs> months. Three months to figure this out because they couldn't. They couldn't physically see each other. Now, never you, complain about lobbies again. Yeah. So now, <laughs> so now you could see each other and you could do like raids and mine and travel and everything else. And I'm like, oh, why wasn't this game came out when I well, came because out? Because honestly, like everything takes its form after a while. I. I but like, that's the thing. That's what they promised from the beginning. No, I get that. No, that okay. So when something like that happens, where it doesn't give you what you what you promised in the beginning. I get it, but to be upset. But at the same time, like I'm thinking about like you saying this because I'm not a huge gamer. I play games, but I'm not a huge yeah. gamer. I'll think about sitcoms. If you notice sitcoms, the first couple episodes are nothing like the sitcom that you watch like later later in the seasons or to yeah. the end. Like think about The Office. The Office is nothing. The first cut, the first season, the first couple episodes that almost looks completely different from the from the second season on. Yeah. Because that's some things just need time to take shape. Yeah, but they gotta find the chemistry and the niche and what works for it. And I think it's the same thing with these games. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. like I just uh, had to find their audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the audience, and then you know what it is. I think <laughs> if I didn't beat the game, I would still have it and play it. But the fact that I beat, <laughs> I got to the center, and it just threw me back. I was like, yo, this is complete bullshit. I heard about that, man. Yeah, but it's, it's supposed to be what it was advertised as now. Yeah. Now, years later, they advertised now, the game so. that's five years in the future or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. I'll say, and this is why I always make my point, man. I always say to people, never buy a game on day one. Never, don't do it. Nope. You don't you, do it. you give it at least six months and three patches. Well, you gotta, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do it <laughs> one all. of the two, whatever is like car <laughs> warranty. Like, is it either three years or ten thousand miles? You got t- seven no, I, months. I, or three patches, whatever comes first, then you get the game. I think that works for like yeah. games that are a little bit more like complex and online stuff like that. But I feel like games that are like cookie cutter that I like, like for me, I like those kind of games, like uh, like Dark Knight stuff like that. Like games that are already built in, and you know, like yeah, there's no online, you know, extensions. Yeah. Yeah. It's already a linear game. Yeah, so like it's a, it's just one movie. It's not a sitcom. It's a yeah. movie. Um, type games. I like those. Those are easy. I could say you can play those day one because they're gonna be. They're gonna say they're not really gonna run patches for those kind of games, are they? They they'll run small patches, tiny patches, but they performance. That's yeah, about it. performance yeah. wise, or they'll have DLCs that adds on to the game, like expansion packs. Yeah, expansion packs, but it's not really patches like like Fallout seventy six had, like No Man's Sky had that they had to fix glitches and um way the way the gameplay was and everything else with it. And because mm-hmm. it was it was an MMOP, there's a lot of people multiplayer platform that does have a lot of people in the game. So you have to try to make everybody work cohesively uh-huh. as the system progresses itself. So uh, we talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I damn you, Drake. <laughs> All that time wasted. Yeah, it was it was a good eight months of of eight months. <laughs> oh my god, that, bro, that's horrible! It took you eight months to realize it was awful. No, no, it was it was yeah. So <laughs> took him eight months to get to the to, to, get the, to center. the center because there was there was the trillions there's trillions and trillions. I think there was there's somebody said that if no, you're there's eight, a lot in there, yeah, yeah. I I, I think somebody told read it once that oh I read it once that to visit every planet, every planet in this game. Mm-hmm. Would take somebody like eight hundred years. If they visit every planet, like not one a day, like several a day, it'll take I don't even know a, a crazy amount. Yeah, like eight hundred million years or eight hundred years just to visit every planet. So my thing was like, you know what? I don't have eight hundred years. I'm going to commit myself to fast travel to the center as fast as I can. 
hoping something some hoping something would happen. Yeah. And yeah, I got what I got. Nah, it's like the reason I say that because like I spent like a hundred hours on certain games and then like finished it, put like a hundred hours into it to realize the game was shit, and it just feels like such a waste of time at oh, that yeah. point. It's like, wow, I've been putting all this time into this garbage. Yeah, but then that it's I'm depressing. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm I'm the way that if if I know it's shit and I'm already put like almost like a hundred hours like I did to this one, easy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I need to see it through. I already invested time, days, weeks, months. I'm like, I'm already in this. <laughs> Let me just see where it ends, just so I can have a reason to shit on it even more. I can't shit on the game yeah. and not finish it. Oh my god! I have to finish it and then shit on it more. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't reviewed a game, a bad game on my podcast yet, but I think I'll get there eventually. <laughs> eventually. So you know, I don't know why, like ending, finishing a game, like although like hundred percent, like hundred percenting a game, is both satisfying and disappointing at the same exact time. Yes. Like, it especially is. after, you, like you said, you commit all that time, whatever effort, you feel like your life's about to change. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Now I don't know what to do with my time. I know. You just pick up another <laughs> game. That's how it is. Just pick up another game. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Those are some great topics. As Before we go into the Knicks' corner review, let's talk to uh, On the Soapbox or Soapbox Jay. Jay, where can these people find you, bro? Where they could tell you and uh, hear your comments and suggestions and reviews on games, movies, or even situational things that happen in nerd culture yeah you can find me on spotify anchor itunes apple Podcasts, google podcasts breaker i think it's it is an overcast yes and uh yeah it's like i'm a semi-political geek uh podcast i talk about video game shows and movies and um I'm sorry, comic book video, comics, yes, shows and movies and video games. I don't really, I'm, I'm so far behind on comics, but I might talk a little bit about them eventually. Yeah, we're uh, with you on that, though. Same here. Yeah, it's so far behind. But don't forget your Twitter, because, yo, your posts are hilarious, bro. You got me dying <laughs> laughing sometimes. <laughs> uh, I am on, what is it called? SoapboxJ at on a soapbox with three X's. Yes. Has nothing to do with pornography, I promise. Because <laughs> he comes with that it's, extra heat. That's why. It's safe for work. It's safe for work. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Please. Yes, yeah, so don't forget yeah. to check him out. He comes uh, episodes almost like two a week, right? I want to say. Uh, I try to I try to do at least one a, one a weekend when I have the free time. Uh, I usually do a breakdown of the show that might be on. Yeah. And then I might do a solo one. Yeah, I try to do one or two a week. Yeah, on like, average. If something really big happens, I'll do it in the middle of the week if I can get to it. But I'm a regular-ass guy. I have a regular-ass job, regular-ass life, regular-ass family. So That's you know, right. Things. Yeah, like all of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But don't forget to check out On the Soapbox with Soapbox J, my guy. Thank you so much Thank for you, jumping on this and talking with us. Yo, it was a great time. Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll be right back with damn Nick's Corner Review. I'm just kidding. Nikki's Corner Review. No. <laughs> don't, make, don't make me hit you with the newspaper. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to Nikki's Corner Review. All right, Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> and what movie do we have today to review? Skitty Scat Scat Scat. Um, today we're reviewing uh Disney's new um new iteration, like the new fantasy, uh Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes. So, a uh, let me just give you a quick synopsis on it. So, uh, what I liked about this is it uh, just a it's a fantasy world. It is, but it seems like it's based on Malaysian culture. Yes, uh, which I like because I have, I don't think I've ever really seen that represented with Disney, because obviously you have you know, um, like China represented when you have uh, Mulan, Mulan, you know, um, and like Aladdin, you know, like stuff like that. Those are different Middle cultures, Eastern. Middle Eastern, right? But I never considered like yeah, I've never seen a Malaysian culture. Yeah. Um, so this is based on the Malaysian culture as far as the artwork, the designs, the aesthetics, the aesthetics. Yeah. So, but the, it's a fantasy world either way. Yeah. So it's uh, a long time ago. There was a fantasy world uh, where humans and dragons lived together. 
but something occurred where the dragons had to sacrifice themselves in order to protect the humans from uh, like a, an enemy. Yes. And something happened where the, the people got into a scruffle that created uh, the enemy came back, but now there's no dragons. So somebody went looking for what's essentially called the last dragon. So it's, um, I liked it a lot. Um, it's not one of my top tier Disney, you know, storyline movies, but I, I enjoyed it. The characters are cool. I mean, my favorite part of all is always going to be the fact that it was Aquafina, yeah, who voiced the dragon. And I don't know what it is about her, her voice, or the way she presents herself. I, I just always find her entertaining. Um, but otherwise, it was a really good, interesting movie. It had its own little kind of like you know what was it uh, a message you know like yeah <laughs> like from um uh, what was that movie with uh, the Wayne's Brothers. Uh, don't be a menace in South Side, Central. Yeah, uh, yeah like yes. where, like every five minutes they were like message, <laughs> message. Yeah, every Disney movies always have like a really clear message, you know. Yes. So this one had its own too, but uh, there was no real singing parts or anything like that. So it's not that kind of Disney movie. Uh, but otherwise, I, I was it was I liked it. It was enjoyable. Oh, okay. So, um, what did you think about it? Let's get into my thoughts on it. All right. So let's first off mm-hmm. is I never saw the trailer until 10 minutes before we saw the movie and the only reason was that it was like every time i saw it, i'm like uh, I, I read the synopsis a little bit of it um when when it was something uh, turned you Dis- off disney mm-hmm. investor day they, they talked about it mm-hmm. and i was like okay it sounded interesting but not i think i was more hyped about everything that was coming out with odd through marvel mm-hmm. and everything else that i i didn't give it the attention it deserved and i think that was my fault because i came with it with like, oh, it's it's in whatever movie, mm-hmm. and after I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of a little bit more intrigued because now I finally saw it, and then we saw it, and I was and I liked it. I liked the movie. I I love the fact that that these are now that Disney's are coming out with movies with female lead roles that that show vulnerability, but don't weaken them. Like you know how like a lot of the Disney classics, the female role or they 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 needed assistance. They 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 weren't the strength that they needed inside them. Yeah, there's they, always there's always a underlining like, a, like a love story, which underlining love story, or they they're like the damsel in distress, and which I think that's uh, was it. Frozen was the first one to encompass that kind of thing, but it it basically flipped it. Yes, where so ever since then, and now it's become more more that the lead female role that they have in the movie is a strong female lead. Yeah. That doesn't require a love interest or or is a damsel in distress. They do might need assistance, but is not what what fuels them to move it's forward. It's not what we grew up with as yes. far as and that's what I, one thing that I was like when I saw the movie it reminded me a little bit of Frozen because it was like, oh, it takes on that that uh, encompassing idea of they don't need like quote unquote a man to 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 yeah, be a love interest that it was in, yeah that literally had nothing to do with the story yeah and and i love the fact and with the the how you say the message i do like that they they touched on a subject that i i that really touches on other movies if all right so like um take toy story toy story is all about friendship and growing up and mm-hmm. relying on each other this one um i felt it focused more on trust and and I think that was their main um, ideology or the main focus of the whole film to 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 trust someone when you knowingly or subconsciously or pre experiences you, you have many reasons not to many reasons not to or yeah prior experiences are like that to not trust them to to fully full on and accept to trust or be vulnerable to trust because at that point you're letting what holds holding you back from going there mm-hmm. to do it so that story arc or that message that they were portraying was good i'd love the side characters they were they were enough to be entertaining at mm-hmm. their moments but not overwhelmingly inside the movie mm-hmm. to be annoying i know and, what you mean I like know, because there was there were some characters that i thought when i saw the trailer they were going to be like i feel like that was going to be a thing where it's almost like they were going to push on it so much Kind of like uh, like those little, um, what were those little birds from uh, Star Wars? The remember the pogs? Yeah, like everybody flipped out about that, or it became like you know I felt like there was characters in the trailer that I was like, oh man, I hope those 
don't become that. And they really didn't. They were they played their role, they did their thing, and then they kept on going. Yeah. So there wasn't really too much focus to the point where, again, it would be annoying. Yeah, they, they, they touched on them and they involved them enough for them to be appreciated in the movie mm-hmm. as the story progressed, but as an individual character in that movie. But not enough to throw it down our throats to be like, all right, we get it. We get who that character is. They're trying to be the funny one. They're trying to be um, the submissive one or whatever it is, that role that they're playing. But it wasn't enough to be annoying. And I love that. That's one thing I was like, I really appreciate it. Is like I enjoyed all the side characters individually mm-hmm. and collectively when they went along with Raya. Yeah. So that was good. And and, and touching on the Malaysian um, aspect of what they were influenced, the that influenced I the I'm film. Correct on that. I feel like I'm like, like yeah. that's what it felt like. It's- if it felt it felt it was Asian because but I felt like I think my wife when we watched it, she did some research on on the attire and some of the things that they might have referenced. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was Malaysian culture. But And what I loved about it is it felt culturally appropriate to where they were at. Like nobody felt misplaced in that in, in that time area that they were at, mm-hmm. in that location that they're at, and everything else, which I loved. So I do love the story. I do enjoy um, um, how the, the story progressed and the character I do see that this could possibly go into lead into at least two, three more movies. I know, I don't think so. I think they, I think this is well, no, never mind. I was gonna say this is good at making something and then leaving it going to nothing else. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Then there was uh, Frozen Two. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like when they just come up with these stories, these one offs. I, I, I don't believe it needs a sequel, but who knows? I don't know. I just I prefer when they just come out the one. We enjoyed it. We loved it. Give me something new. But I think this one, all right, so this one, I'm going to look, not to spoil the movie, but this left it enough that it could lead to another movie that they came out with. I don't want to say the title, mm. but it does feel like the ending of this movie could lead to a similar storyline that they have for another movie. I mean, it's it's easy to do that because all it this is a different world. This has nothing to do with what we, our world here, right? Yeah. So their history is completely different. Their background, their their culture, they're not their their mythology is different. So they can literally just come out with another movie and say, well, you know, there was like a like you know, not it's not gonna spoil, but like an evil dragon or something like that. Yeah. So you know, it's it's really easy to do that. So they have a lot of room to play with. Yes. I just kind of I just like new content. I mean, just yeah. new story structure, new lines, like. And I want and I and I want them to explore other parts of the world. And if they if they've been doing that more recently, mm-hmm. well, they've done it across. But I felt like mm-hmm. Raya is one of the few that animated that came out mm-hmm. recently in the past few years. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. That 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 it is not uh, quote unquote whitewashed, if you want to say, but more uh, culturally appropriate mm-hmm. to where they're at. And I want them to explore other parts of the world. I want somebody to do a storyline in South Africa, mm-hmm. another one that's maybe. Uh, Iceland or Greenland or Australia. Yeah, like I like using these movies to discover new cultures. Like, for example, the the Pixar the Coco one that one really well went deep into the the culture um, of you know Day of the Dead. Yes, Mexican um, culture. Exactly. So, for example, they went into that culture of Day of the Dead specifically. So, yeah. I like that because I started seeing people, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast or I mentioned it to you before. Even my mother took; she liked some of the culture, some of the the things they would do ritualistically, you know, for the dead, to the point where she wa- she started she to, adapted to it. Exactly. she ad- adopted she adopted some of them to her own because she liked the idea, she liked the practice of it to the point where she followed herself. I mean, I think that more exposure we have to that ourselves to other cultures, we can say like we can see ourselves a lot more in those cultures to learn from it. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was a great movie. All right, let's no, get I liked in- it. Um, I want to give it for the movie was it was good. It did everything. What did, it didn't do the Pixar stuff. Because Pixar, I feel like I I ball when I watch Pixar. But this one yes. made me tear up a little bit. It did. And it made me laugh. Yeah, it did at the end. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, so I want to give it three and a half. I want to say four, but I don't know. I felt like it didn't have that impact on me. Like, yes. Like I wanted to, but it definitely was good. So I would say three and a half, Nikki's. 
I think I'm with you on that one. I think it it was it did enough to enjoy the movie and remember it. Yeah. And and it does what what is good about it is that it does provide a replay replayability. Yeah. Um. Some animated movies don't. There there's movies they could just watch once and be like, oh, I've watched it. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This one has. I think it feels like it has a, a few more replayabilities to watch it and just appreciate the story, the characters, the the message, and everything in it. Most definitely, because the other day we were at our our cousin's house, and maybe I would have not pressed play or watched it myself, whatever, initially, but because um, their daughter was watching it, I sat down and didn't even blink an eye and just started watching the movie with her. Yeah. It's one of those movies that if you see it playing, you will probably end up watching it. You'll stop and watch and see what's going on. It's not like ones that you just walk by and be like, oh, already, whatever. No, you you get invested automatically and watch it, so you might not be the one saying, I'm going to watch this movie, but... If somebody's watching it, you get invested yeah. automatically. So yeah, so it does, it does, it does have the replayability. I don't think enough like Coco or like Soul that you could watch this every other yeah, week. Yeah, like it just literally just eat, right eats there. at your soul yeah. and just reva- <laughs> you, you you reevaluate your life for a little bit. But it does it does have a lot of great messages yeah. uh, that you should either do have faith in your fellow man, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much it. But yeah, we both give it three and a half Nickies. Yep, we're good deal. Yes, yes. And as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes of Nerds in the City. Also, want to give thanks to Jay from On the Soapbox with Soapbox Jay to jump on on our first segment. We bawled out laughing the whole time. Uh, do check him out. He does have a Twitter. Uh, you can also find him on Anchor, uh, Spreaker, Spotify, all wherever you listen to for your podcasting pleasures you could find on the soapbox or soapbox j but you can always find us on instagram twitter and facebook at nerds in the city you can always email us at nerds in the city podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think suggestions recommendations reviews uh if you want to insult us i don't know whatever just send us emails tell us what you think or have questions on where to go to next or how to improve your listening pleasures (laughs) as always tell a nerd Send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone, see you next week. Later.